I think I did develop a, a little bit of test taking anxiety from from failing so many times because every time I went into it, I was like, well, I'll, you know, there, there's a good chance that I'll fail. And every time I didn't pass, he was like, well, you already, Eric always said to me, like, you already know this feeling, right? There's nothing, there's nothing, there's not much more to feel. You felt it. So the, the bravest thing you could do is show up and try again. And I think that's what um, I have found to be, and I'm sure Eric will speak about it, but I have found to be the, the best thing he's done for me is to be encouraging that like, all you could do is show up. That's half the battle. So welcome back to my ABA partner. Today we have a very, very special guest. Today uh, her name is Jacqueline and her husband, Eric Spector, and we are super excited. How excited are you? I'm really excited. I think this episode is going to be very different, um, mm-hmm. but I think with all these episodes, there's been some sort of focus. Yeah. Um, and I think that Jacqueline and Eric are going to bring a lot to the table as far as their own experiences go, and so I'm excited for sure. So today's Midnoon Force choice is, are you more of a dog person or a cat person? And those are super polarizing. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, why don't you start us off, Eric, dog person or cat person? It's, to me, it's not even a, a tough question. Dog person. Totally 100%. dog people. Me too. Dog. Yeah. I didn't know I was a dog person, to be honest. I, I thought I was just neutral. Like I, I, I didn't know until I really recently fell in love with two dogs and I was kind of quite surprised because I wasn't expecting to like really understand that bond. Uh, and it's something that is like really, really kind of strengthened uh, as of late for sure. I was a little concerned when we first started dating and like there would be random dogs around and you would just like, kind of just be like, Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is the best dog. He's so cute. Oh my goodness. Just like gushing over this dog. And Alex was always very like submissive, like passive, like whatever. And so I'm glad that you have come around to the better side of things. Awesome. All right. Wait, we have to ask Alan too. It's been a, oh, yeah, it's been a tradition. Yes. Alan, what about you, dog or cat person? Cat. Sorry. I'm a cat man. <laughs> I'm a big yeah. cat man. Uh, and actually, I'm, we're right now uh, – you know, nomading around my wife and I. And so we're, we're posted up at my dad's outside of Scranton PA and it's a farm. And there's like 16 cats running around outside here, like from the barn to the porch. So I'm in like wow. cat heaven wow. and really getting in touch with my, my inner cat. Your inner cat daddy. Yeah. Meow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, Today, um, you know, I just wanted to say how Jacqueline and I know each other. So Jacqueline and I met uh, very early on at local ABA. She was, I think, the very first test strategy um, session uh, client. And she has, we've known each and we've kept that relationship for over a year now. And so I am really, really excited to talk about your journey, Jacqueline. I think that it's such a powerful journey. And like Alex said, it's different from other guests that we've talked to lately. And so I think it's going to be an amazing message. So stay tuned to learn more. So 
where did you and Eric initially, or where did you guys use, initially meet? So we met in college. Um, we both went to St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia. Um, we actually lived in the same building our freshman year. He was on, what floor were you, second? Second floor. I was on the third floor. So we knew of each other. Um, and we, our friend groups kind of went in and out and everything. And we were actually both dating our high school, um, significant others at the time. And we stayed really good friends throughout school and, um, towards our like middle of our college career. Um, we both ended up not being with our significant others from high school anymore and we're on our own for a bit. And around senior year, um, we decided to give it more of just a friendship of a go, right? And um, I like to say Eric is Eric is very persistent and and you know followed through with his his word of always wanting to make sure that um, he was there for me. Um, and it evolved into a relationship. How long have you guys been married? We've been married for two years. Um, but we've been dating for about eight, eight years. I say we still, we're still dating because we're still, you know, <laughs> we still learn a lot about each other. Right. Right. Um, sure. But yeah, so we've known each other since college and it's been great, um, you know, getting to know each other's families and having, starting it off as a friendship really, which I know is similar to you guys. Yeah. Um, so that's also, I always find that to be a really cool thing to have in common with people because not many people have that. I think that's really cool. I guess you guys have been together the entire time throughout the ABA journey, so to speak. What was that initial like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do ABA. What was that conversation like? And um, you know what what did you know about ABA, Eric? I knew knew nothing about it. <laughs> um, and and she she did approach the situation as like this is gonna be a big investment. And I think it actually, you can correct me, it started, you were, you were taking your classes when we were living separately, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I was living in Pennsylvania and we were dating and she was living um, up in, in North Jersey where we live now. And it was just like, okay, you're going to take classes. She's, she took her master's right after college. So I was kind of used to her always being a forever learner. So it wasn't really a big deal. And then it evolved into, oh, and then I have to do supervision. And then we decided, okay, we're going to move in together. And it became, oh, and then I'm going to have to, you know, take a, an exam. and A and, monster of an exam. <laughs> and, and in the course of, you know, us moving into our first apartment together to then becoming engaged, getting married, buying a house, uh, a pandemic. You know, Jacqueline's, you know, had this huge piece of her life be committed to, to this exam that I, I knew nothing about. And and way back when, at the time, it was like, All right, I just thought this was a class at first. But as it's, <laughs> you know, as we've evolved in our relationship, you know, it's become clear that it's it's really so much more a part of our lives than I would have ever imagined. And I'm a teacher by trade, like I'm a special education teacher, and I'm a reading specialist. So the world of ABA, I actually had jobs in college in ABA. So he knew I was involved in ABA, but I think it was more just like, oh, it's a part of your teaching career. It's a part of, you know, you being an educator. Um, And I really kind of had to say that distinction of like, this is, yes, I can use it in the classroom, but this is also going to be a different type of 
process than just becoming a teacher. Yes. I love that, Eric, you said uh, a forever learner, because that's definitely what this science is all about. It's like, you're constantly learning every single day. And um, yeah, I agree. Um, So where in the ABA journey, do you guys feel like has been the best time that you've like shared in this experience? So this is <laughs> this is where my story is a little bit different because I've had more of like not so great times. And we'll right? get into but, that. We'll get but into let's start it. with totally. the best time. Yeah, the best. I would say the best was um, you know this was my post master's, so I already had my master's degree. This was like added on. It was seventeen credits. So I would say being able to graduate um, and and completing those courses with a like a four O was really awesome for me. And just being able to go through like everyday life of a job, being a daughter, a wife, a friend, but then also doing all these other things towards this profession. I, a lot of people have said to me, like, you, you do it all, like you, you're, you're doing it all. And it's, it's, it shows like how well you're handling all of those aspects. So I would say that's been like the best part of it was just like really learning that like I can, I can do a lot at once and I can be successful in that. Um, What about for you, Eric? Yeah. And I haven't pointed this out to you, but I think one of the best things is, um, or at least I think it's going to be beneficial to Jacqueline in the long run is this network that she's developed and and Mercy, you're you're a part of that. So I, you know, she has all these incredible connections from all over the country and actually all over the world that she's made through study sessions and through all the courses that she's invested time in and all the people that she's reached out to. And I think that that's just a really special thing to be a part of this community and this network that, you know, a few years ago, I knew nothing about. I can see how, you know, robust and energized it is and how pertinent it's going to become, you know, into the future. So I think, you know, super proactive. And I think it's a really great time to be a part of something like this. So I see this beneficial in the long run. I think that's been the best part. Yeah. That's awesome. great. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's I, really cool. I mean, because here we are today, like, you know, we just had, we had test strategy sessions and we could have left it at like, okay, that's that, like, see you later. But it's like, no, Jacqueline's stuck with me now. We are, we are in this together. Oh, yeah, girl. This is it. You won't <laughs> right. get rid of me. Right. <laughs> Let's dive deeper into that. Tell me about the hardest time during your ABA journey. What has been the biggest challenge thus far? Um, I would definitely say studying for this exam. Um, uh, I am, like I said, a learner. I'm very, as you can probably tell, I'm a very type A organized, you know, a get right to it type of person. So I knew studying, um, would be difficult, but I didn't think it would be the extent in which it is. Um, now I've also like never had a problem studying, like I can study, I can take notes, I could do the flashcards, I could do the review things, I can do all that. Um, I thought it would be way more short-lived than it is. Um, So I am a multiple-time test taker. I have actually taken this exam seven times. Um, I am going to take it for the eighth time this fall. Um, And every time I take it, it, I, I learn something new, right, about myself and about studying, which I didn't think I would learn. Um, but the first time I took it, it was more or less like, I know I have to put my time into it. I know I have to work hard. I'm going to put in the time. I'm going to study for, you know, X amount of months. 
and I'm just going to take it because I'm a person that needs to know, like, I can't anticipate it anymore. I just had to kind of take it and see how I did. And I did decent. Um, and I was like, okay, it's the first time I took it. And then when I kind of looked back on studying again, I was like, oh, wow, I, t- I took this and that was hard. And now I'm, I'm studying again. And I took it again and, I'm, and I did better. So I was like, great, awesome. I'm, I'm getting better. It's all good. And then I took it again and I actually went down a little bit. And that's really after the third time when I was like, oof, why isn't this, you know, I'm a, I've learned if you work hard and you put your mind to something and you dot your I's and cross your T's, you're going to succeed. And, and, and that's not happening. Why am I not getting this? Why did I, why did I go down? Um, and when I say go down a couple points, right. nothing super drastic, but in my head, it was not better. Um, so I was really, I was concerned and I took a little bit of time off to like of studying to really reevaluate how I was studying. And when I took that big gap, I got my best, one of my best scores, which was, um, if you know, ABA, you need to get, or this exam rather you need to get a 400. And I, you know, I got a 395. So I was like, awesome. This is great. I'm, I'm right there. Like, cool. Like I'm going to get it the next time. I'll do exactly what I just did. And life happens. A pandemic hits. Um, I, the pandemic hit, I actually took my, my, I've only taken this exam with a mask on. Um, like my, like I have, I started taking this exam beginning of March, 2020. Um, so like, I've only known it from this like world of just like, you need to, there's not a lot of spots available. You need to sit with, you know, the mask on the whole bit. Um, and again, I felt good. I was, I was, I did every test prep out there. I did every class. Um, I did every tutoring session. I, I did it all. I, when I, when I passed this thing, um, I will honestly, I think I've done every single thing out there. Right. Um, and I took the time I needed and I took it again and I went down Mm. and that is when I was like, I don't think this is going to be for me. I think I said it to Eric, like I'm done. You know, I've known people that have taken it multiple times, but only like five or six times. So like I'm at my six, like forget it. I'm, I, I can't do this anymore. I've, I've spent a lot of time and money. I felt like I was studying so hard that I wasn't really, you know, doing the things that I wanted to do fully. Like I was, you know, I, I was busy. I was studying for hours and hours. And every time I failed the test, I did try something different. Um, but I really felt like I was just kind of spinning in a, in a circle. Um, and I wasn't really finding what I needed and I wasn't finding what like I thought was going to be the thing to pass. And I said this to Eric, I said, um, every time I go in to take it, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready. Yeah. And then every time I failed it, I'm like, well, what didn't I do to get there? And I always was really hard on myself. Like there must've been something I missed. There must've been some concept I didn't, I didn't catch, or there must've been, you know, that one time I took that one night off from studying to watch the bachelorette. I should have, <laughs> I should have, I should have been looking at the flashcards. Like I was always kind of finding what I was missing. Yeah. And he, I mean, he said it so, so well, he was just like, you are doing everything that you can do at this given time with what you're given, 
with what you've, what you're achieving that day. You're a teacher, you're a reading specialist, you're a wife, you're a friend, you're a daughter, you're a cousin, you're a sister. Like you have a lot of hats and you're only going to do your best if you're feeling your best. And if you're drained from this, you're, it's not gonna, it's not gonna carry over to the studying and the test taking and everything. And I think I did develop, I spoke to you about this, Marissa, I think I did develop a, a little bit of test taking anxiety from, from failing so many times. Cause every time I went into it, I was like, well, I'll, you know, there, there's a good chance that I'll fail. And every time I didn't pass, he was like, well, you already, Eric always said to me, like, you already know this feeling, right? There's nothing, there's nothing, there's not much more to feel. You, you felt it. So the, the bravest thing you could do is show up and try again. And I think that's what um, I have found to be, and I'm sure Eric will speak about it, but I have found to be the, the best thing he's done for me is to be encouraging that like all you could do is show up. That's half the battle. And I'm going to show up for those eight times I get in those two years and I can reevaluate at the end of the eight times, but um, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to show up yeah. until they tell me I can't show up anymore. <laughs> um, but fast forward to a couple months ago when you asked me to do this recording and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this recording because I'm going to be able to sit here and say, I passed on the seventh try. Mm -hmm. Guess what? <laughs> I got a 396. So it's my best score. Um, but I didn't pass. And I said to Eric, should I cancel on Marissa and Alex? Should I, they're not going to want to hear from someone that hasn't become a BCBA. Like at this point, like, you know, it, it's just not worth me speaking about it. And he was like, but I think that's the reason you have to show up because you're going to show up and you're going to talk about it. And you're hopefully going to be a help to someone that maybe is going through this right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm going to take it for the eighth time in November and, I change certain things every time, but back to your question, what's the hardest thing? I think the heart, the best part is the journey and the hardest part is the journey because it's really, it really goes hand in hand at this point as I'm really not at my goal, but I'm realizing I'm, I'm achieving goals along the way. Yeah, it's so much to unpack there. Like, <laughs> like I said, I told you, Alex, I can talk. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll keep talking. <laughs> so much to unpack there and so much good. But before I, I kind of, you know, insert and, and talk about that bit, I just want to ask Eric, because you have a front row seat to this, right? Like, yeah. I think it's so funny because a lot of times you live it just as much as your partner does. You struggle with the highs and lows of – is she going to pass? Oh my gosh, she didn't pass. That's like, it's deflating itself. So what has been the hardest time for you, Eric? What has been kind of the most difficult part of this journey thus far? Yeah, you, you nailed it. It's definitely the emotional part is, is a huge struggle because you want nothing more than your partner to succeed and to feel satisfied. And at the same time, and, and I'll, I have two answers to this, but because I think two separate times. So early on in the process, I think the hardest thing for, for me was, um, or for us, was to, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, um, but to compartmentalize the, the test and life. Because the test had become such a huge piece of every single thing that we were doing as a couple, we were changing plans, 
we were, you know, committing our evenings. We were, you know, doing all these things to make sure that Jacqueline was set up to study. And I was, as a husband, you know, I, I can't cram the knowledge into her head, but what I can do is all the things that can help to alleviate the stressors and the challenges and the other things on Jacqueline. So that the really hard thing was to say as this process evolved was, okay, we need to find balance. We need to make sure that we're able to um, prioritize the test and prioritize all those other things in life that are important to us because life's going on. And for a good portion of the year, life wasn't going on. We were stuck at home, so it worked, worked out. <laughs> the pandemic but, was a little bit helpful but, at that time. <laughs> but all the other things we had to prioritize. So I think that was the first thing was for me to, as a husband, to get through to Jacqueline and say, you're doing everything right. You should continue to, to invest the time, but I need to help you to find the balance to make sure we're getting out and seeing friends and seeing family and, you know, working on that crossword puzzle, like, you know, all those little things that like you want to do to make sure you're still enjoying life, but still feeling good about the investment you're making in the process. So I think that was the, the first really hard thing. And the second thing as a partner outside of ABA and outside of education, each time, you know, Jacqueline wasn't successful in passing the test, it was like, what can we do more? Like I, I, a lot of times I can figure out a solution. I can, you know, Google and find, watch a YouTube video. Like, you know, what do we need to do to get this done? Solution oriented here. He's very good so at it. So it's like each time I wanted to like sit down and be like, okay, what's our game plan now? Uh, and it was really difficult to, to simply not know. And to yeah. say like, you know, you have to really, and that's why I think I went back to this community being one of the best parts is it's like, Jacqueline, mm-hmm. you need to go back and lean on that community and find the resources and figure out what's, what other options there are to make you feel good that you're finding progress. So I think not knowing that that inability to help somebody who's struggling um, in a way that you want to be able to help them was, was really hard. Um, and something that each time we kind of face together and figure out the, the next steps. I, I think you just like you, you nailed it. Like you literally hit it out of the park. Yeah. Um, I relate so much to you, Eric, with, with your journey and what you're going through. And to be honest, I've been thinking about this all day. I was excited for this exact question in this moment. And the thing that I was really thinking about today is Jacqueline, like I know so much about you and this is our first time speaking and meeting, but I know so much about your story. And it's funny because I've been there with you, with your ups and downs, you know, Mm -hmm. and with all of the, did she pass? Did she not pass? And Mm -hmm. you may not have known this, but, there is truly a community that is in support of exactly what you're doing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. People that you don't even know, people that you haven't met yet, people that will hear this and understand and say, you know what, I'm rooting for you, Jacqueline, as well, right? And I think the thing that's most powerful about this is, yeah, the reality is you're going to be an eight-time test taker, you know, but at the same time, that is a part of your story that forever, right, Someone is going to be able to say, hey, I can endure. I can keep going, right? If Jacqueline can keep doing this, so can I. And, you know, I find that it's through our failures, right? Like local ABA was built on like, it wasn't triumph, right? It was like literally like, holy crap. Like I'm the most unqualified person to do this. Like I don't feel worthy. And it's just like on the back of that, built this company where we're here having this conversation. And so, you know, I think there's something really beautiful about your experience, you know, and instead of feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders and on this test, and sometimes 
it's so insular. Like you just think about yourself on this journey, right? Because it's me that can't pass the test. What's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? And it's like, when you start to think about we and everything else that kind of comes into place as far as your partner and these people that you're going to inspire, it makes it more, it, it makes the whole experience so much lighter, right? Yeah. And this understanding that like, Hey, I'm doing this for something that's going to help me in the future. And I think, and I think Alex, you, you mentioned something that really like struck me. I think too, like building upon our failures. Like I know, like I, out of all of this, I can honestly say that like, I'm resilient. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I, I think I knew that I think we all think we are resilient. But like, do we ever really have the chance to really have it be tested time and time again? (laughs) And I and I want to say like, I didn't think I like starting this remember, I remember one of the things I said was like, gosh, people take this like a ton of times, like, there's no way I could ever do that. (laughs) And here I am two years later living that. And like, I am doing it. I am resilient. I am showing up. And, you know, one of the main reasons I, I wanted to work with you, Marissa, is because I saw that resilience in you. Mm. And I thought if she's doing it and she can help me, I mean, Marissa's test taking strategy courses are, are awesome because I still use, even though I don't see you regularly, I still use those strategies when I take this test. Um, so, you know, being able to see someone else and kind of use that and apply it to your, your own experience has been definitely helpful for me. And I need to remind myself, even though it doesn't feel good. Like this is not fun. This is not comfortable. doesn't mean that I'm not doing it. It doesn't mean that I'm not resilient. And that's been a hard thing. I think Eric has really drilled into my head over and over and over again. Like just because it's uncomfortable doesn't doesn't mean it's bad. Like it's, 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 that's like, and I have to remind myself of that. Like I always say to him, well, I, this is just, I just don't want to be doing this anymore. I just, it feels blah, blah, blah. It's this, that, and the other thing. And he's like, all right, you're uncomfortable. doesn't mean it was a bad day. It was just an uncomfortable thing that you were handling and you, you did it and tomorrow's a new day. And like, he's my calm and I'm the storm, right? I mean, like everyone's got that. And he really brings me back down to that understanding. And he has always said, the moment that you truly deep down in your heart don't want to do this anymore, you don't do it anymore. But I can still tell that you want to do it. And he's right. I'm not one to quit. And I'm also not one to like, I'm type A, like waste all this valuable knowledge. Why would I waste this? Like I've got to finish what I started, but you know, it's hard at times. I'm not going to say it's not, not, you know, it's all, it's all, you know, an easy quote here or there. Like it's, it's hard. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful shift of mind. Like so, so good because I think Alex and I would have very, very similar conversations when I was testing and I was failing. And um, I remember Alex dead ass looked in my eye and said, okay, then, you know, if you want to quit, like you can like giving me the allowance to say, okay, like I'm done. I'm done. You don't want to do this anymore. And he was so like opposite of that. And so like, no, we're doing this. We're doing this. So, when he said that, I took a step back and I was like, 
no, I want to do this. Like I'm going to keep going, you know, yes. it was total reverse psychology. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it was purposeful, but it made me like, it made me take a step back and be like, no, I, I do want this. And this is something I want to do. Not for you, Alex, not for my family, not for, you know, but for, for me, for me, I want to mm-hmm. do this for me because I want to prove that I can do this, you know, no matter yeah. if it takes me 14 times or whatever, like I will, I will do this. I will be a BCBA. And as an educator, I teach special education students. Right. And I've had to take a ton of competency exams. Right. And I went to school in Pennsylvania. So, and I live in New Jersey. So I had to take them for Pennsylvania and New Jersey for my undergrad and my master's. And I never missed a beat. So I just assumed that like, Oh, this was going to come too. And it didn't. And it's one of those things, you know, Eric doesn't have a job in education. He doesn't have to take a competency exam. Right. So he can just, you know, walk into work with his degree and, and do his job. Whereas we, have to have to pass something to do it. Right. And it always felt like, you know, like it's a little bit of a barrier. Right. And it's also a really great superpower. Like I, I, I've achieved this, this goal and I can do this. Um, and I say that to my students all the time as, as I'm trying to find ways to channel this to my students who struggle. Um, and they struggle for different reasons. Right. Um, there's, there's special education students, but um, I'm trying to build that confidence in them. Even if I don't believe it in myself for a moment, I, I'm trying. And, and he'll say, it's, Eric will say it to me all the time. Like, what do you say to your students when they feel like this? And I'll be like, X, Y, or Z. He's right. like, well, you got to be kind to yourself and say that to yourself too. And I'm like, it's not the same. And he's like, but it is. It and is. I'm like, oh, I know you're right again. Like, <laughs> I think the other thing that is worth emphasizing and you, you both said it and I'm not sure if it was conscious or not, but you both said like, you know, I'm passing this test for me, which you absolutely are. It's an accomplishment for yourselves, but as an outsider, someone who's not an educator and doesn't necessarily live out their passion every day, like this is something that you're going to achieve to be able to benefit other people. Right. Like, so yeah, you're doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for your clients, for your students, for whomever it might be. And like, that is worth it. So like, it's, I try to remind Jacqueline, like, you know, she goes to work every day and helps students in all different situations. And like, that's super powerful. And I mean, you're living out that, that value. And I think that's a super special thing. And this is the same way. So yeah, she's going to accomplish this goal for herself, but most importantly, she's going to accomplish it for her students and all the people that she's going to help, you know, for, for sure. years and years to come. So yes. it could also be a flip side and add a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. which yeah. I totally understand. And it's the same thing when you, when you make, the comment about like the community, like, yeah, there's a huge community rooting for you. You can also say like, there's a lot of people paying attention. And if I fail for the eighth time, that's going to be really tough. Right. So I understand that also. But when you look at life in a way that, you know, it's uncomfortable, it's not bad. Like these people are here to support you. It's a positive, And this is something that you're going to achieve for yourself and for your students. Like that's the energy that we need to put through this. And I think that's something that we continue to just mantra to ourselves every day is like you know this is something that's worthwhile and this is something that we're going to invest in as a family and it's it's been super special yeah and i think too like i i i agree with you completely like every time i have to text you marissa or a a tutor or it is like gut-wrenching that i have to say again but i all like that i didn't pass but i also have to remember that there's going to be support on the other side of that Um, and I'm, and I try to put that in perspective and I try to also like 
not put pressure on myself in, in, in a sense of just like, okay, I'm telling Marissa that wasn't my time again. I'll try it again in a couple months. Like I'm trying, I'm definitely, I'm definitely better now the, the past couple times than I was in the beginning of my journey because I've definitely been able to see the value of what Eric mentioned before living out your everyday life, right? Like we are in our thirties, we are married, we have a home, we have tons of friends and family. Like we want to live um, so fully and we are. And I feel like this was always like, oh, like the studying will stop eventually, right? Like it's only temporary. You can do anything when you know there's a deadline. And I don't know when that deadline's going to come. <laughs> I don't know when the heck this is going to end, right? And that's what's hard. But I also need to remind myself that um, there are all a lot of other things that are positive that are happening around this. And, you know, it, it, it'll come with time. Right. Like you guys are a beautiful couple. You're blessed. Like you, you live in this beautiful home. Like you guys have so much um, else going on for you outside of this exam. Right. And like, it's so like, I'm so happy to hear that you're, that you have Eric to give you that like, Hey, let's go see your mom. Hey, let's go to, you know, your brother's party or Hey, let's celebrate your 30th birthday. Happy 30th. birthday! Oh yeah. We celebrated. It was a bit of a crisis. I felt, I felt very like, you know, oh my gosh, I mean my third decade, but we celebrated because yeah. and guess what? I didn't study and that's okay. Like yeah. that's like, I celebrated instead. And, you know, you can't see it, but around me is my Cooper book and my, you know, all my manuals, they're here, they're ready to go when I, when I want to, you know, sit down and do it. And, um, yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's important. It's, it's a must. Yeah. 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 This is a question that, that we always like to ask here, but Eric, what advice would you give to other ABA partners? Is there something that, you know, given your experience, being drastically different than everyone that we've spoken to thus far that you can impart to other people who, you know, maybe a partner on this journey as well. I think it kind of goes back to what we've learned along the way and kind of spoke to before. And it's, um, it's that being that assistant to find, to find that balance because this can be so all encompassing. It's, it's, you know, making sure that, you know, not only that they're hydrated and eating and, you know, all those important things, getting, you know, fresh air, but you know, it's, it's reminding them that, that there are so many other positive, great things that we have to look forward to. Uh, we need to make sure we find that balance in life because, um, you know, although we haven't seen that outcome yet, I think having that balance is going to lead to success. And I think that that's super important. And as a partner, um, making sure that, that your, your partner is able to break away from the test to find that balance is, is worthwhile. And he's not going to say this about himself, but he is extremely patient. I mean, he is literally... I mean, if he could give the patience that he gives me to everyone in the world, it would be like, you know, a better world. So (laughs) a better world for sure. And someone that is like a very type A, you know, like, like sometimes tunnel vision, right? Like wants to achieve things. He is beyond patient. And I think partners that show patience to their partners that are studying, whatever that looks like is, is a major win. Because even though I don't, say it all the time, I recognize how patient he really is with even my thought process on things or when he is trying to tell me to balance and break away. What he gives is is so valuable. 
Um, so I know I knew you were not going to say that about yourself, but I had to. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, had to, I can just tell that he sure. is so patient just by having this conversation and knowing you, Jacqueline, and how like yes, you know, wild in speech you are, and like just yes. uh, you know, I just you know adore you, and I could just tell you guys are so opposite. But totally, that's what works. Like, so that, yeah. And what creates a really, it, it goes back to our word of balance. We balance each other out totally. Yeah. Not only in life, but I think in this, uh, this process as well, he, yeah. he's, it, it's just, it's been, it's been a super, super helpful. Eric, did you do anything in particular to help study during this time? Is there anything that you've kind of like dipped your toe into or like any <laughs> methods or? Um, Go ahead. Tell your knowledge. With her. Well, I mean, frankly, I think that's probably also one of my regrets in this process is that I, you know, I don't know more. And I'm, you know, I, Jacqueline and I have sat down, and she's like, "I need you to read me these questions, and I need you to, you know, help me, you know, read double check my work, and, and, yeah. and challenge me on things." It's like this is all a foreign language to me. Like, I could, if you tell me what the right answer is, I can tell you that if you got it right or wrong. But like. That that next step of studying because with with Jacqueline it's it's not the content that she's struggling with she yeah. she knows all the content so yeah, it's it's a test taking strategy the, it's the ability yeah. to break down the question and really understand you know so it's it's a, a lot of that that it's taken us a while obviously for me to realize that and then to be able to help her so I wish I I wish earlier on I was able to to help her more with the content flashcards and all that kind of stuff but she had this community like I said before of all these people that. She had friends at her BCBAs that were helping her. She had all these classes she was taking and all these study groups she was a part of. So it's like, you don't really need me, but I, <laughs> I do wish I had um, a little bit more knowledge that I could have, you know. I think that's an know, honest truly. answer. And I think that that's, yeah. you know, a, probably a lot of people feel like that. But go ahead, Jack. Um, he like every once in a while will be like, Oh, did you just extinguish my behavior? And I'm like, I don't know. Did I? I know my buzzwords. Yeah. He knows the buzzwords. Am I being negatively reinforced? Is that a positive reinforcement on a schedule with a time period? I'm like, okay, we're getting somewhere. And then, and then I would try, cause like I said before, I think I mentioned to you, like I was trying to teach him. I'm a teacher, right? I'm a teacher by trade. So I thought maybe me teaching someone else would be really helpful. I think it was working for a bit, but then I was kind of like, oh gosh, am I teaching it right? Like, I want to make sure I'm teaching it right. And no one was there to like, you know, like I would need to almost teach it to Eric with Marissa, you listening so that you would be able to interject and be like, oh, Jack, you need to say it this way. Right. Right. So that teaching worked for a bit, which I think is where you will learn the buzzwords. But then I kind of, you know, I got in my head, the anxiety crept in and I was like, oh gosh, am I, am I teaching it right? Like, I don't want to be and I was getting frustrated with myself, you right? Want to reinforce the wrong idea. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You know the funny thing, The funny thing about what you said was, you know, I used the fact that I knew absolutely nothing to like my advantage because I was so separated from the test. I was like, I know absolutely nothing. Just start asking me questions and let me answer it, right? And right. Yeah. I was just like using these these strategies that I had in my head to like try to pick the best answer out of four, right? And that's what I kept hammering into Marissa's head is she's like, how are you getting these right? And I'm like, I'm just trying to eliminate it down to the best two answers and pick the best out of four, right? And that's really when she started to like, the wheel started turning and she was just like, oh shoot. I'm thinking about all the contextual clues in the answer and it's like, 
to simplify it, it's just picking the best answer out of four and being able to understand what the question is asking me. Mm-hmm. And that was so hilarious to me because it's like, I knew nothing. And I was just like, okay, let me try to help you. Let me answer some of these questions. And then from there, it kind of unlocked something in her mind where it's just like, oh, okay, it's not as, this test is not like as big as it, it, it needs to be. Sometimes we just need to simplify and understand there's four answers and I just need to pick the best one out of the four. Right. And that's like, yeah, I love that you said that Alex too, because like we're, we're making it bigger than it is. Right. I think that, I think what's a, what's great about the community, like a community, right. On social media or whatever, is that you have a lot of people taking it, but also there's a lot of stuff out there that's making it, I think a little bit bigger than it, than it needs to be. And people like me that are like so so driven and can be tunnel visioned at times I'm like oh gosh it's this big thing I need to make sure and and I I wish I didn't put that on myself that early on because I think that it also was to my disadvantage a little bit because when you when you boil it down like you said right it's one question with four answers they are all answer choices could suck but you just have to pick the one that sucks the least. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's hard sometimes when you know, like Marissa and I knew so much content, right? Being multiple time test takers, we knew all the content. We were just getting in our heads about which one was the best one. And I think, you know, separating yourself is, you know, I love that. That's, that's something that, you know, I try to do every, every time I take it. And I, and I, I, I think like, it's one of those things where like deep down, I know it's like, I know I'm going to get it, right? But because it hasn't happened, I'm like, well, what's going to tell me something that it's going to be different? And then Eric's like, what's what's going to tell you that it's not going to be different? You know what I mean? So like it, it, there's there's different ways to look at it and it's a mind shift or a mi- mindset shift rather. Um, but yeah, I think that's so yeah, important. It's, 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 it's kind of... It's kind of wild right now just hearing you talk and how many similarities that you actually have with Marissa throughout this process. We're long lost. We're long lost sisters. Yeah. Like there's a a, a lot of like, you know, like similarities that they're pretty, they're pretty jarring right now. I feel like I'm talking to Marissa right now with a lot of the things that she was really struggling with. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's so funny. It's like you guys cosmically are like paired together, but I think that's, that's something that's like really important as well is, you know, I think when Marissa had a lot of her breakthroughs is when she surrendered. It's like, this is only the best. It doesn't mean the, you know, this is not the end of the world. If I pass, I don't pass. And, not giving it that weight and being able to be free at the end of the day, like you said it yourself, you're going to figure this out. Um, And this is something that you will be one, one day, hopefully soon on this eighth attempt. And, you know, it's just to kind of let go and be free. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I kind of did that this last time, which was my best score because I don't know, Marissa, I don't even know if I told you this, this could be breaking news on the podcast. Um, but I actually did hypnotherapy with, for, for test anxiety. And it was beneficial in a way that it kind of, what Alex said, helped me be like a little bit more freeing, right, with it. And just kind of like, I would, ex- I, would, I would describe it to anyone listening as really like if you do yoga and meditation, it's a deep meditation just really focused on one topic, <laughs> which is the test. Whereas like when you go to yoga and you do meditation, you're, you're, you're meditating on being calm and, and a general sense of calm. This is more focused on the test. 
And I did it a couple times just to kind of like, might as well do it. And um, I definitely felt like a little bit more disconnected from like the weight of it. So I think that's also something that like, while I looked into it in, in helping me do that, um, and it, you know, is, is something that I, I tried. Um, it, it's also a part of that, like, all right, I'm going to try it. If it works great. If it doesn't benefit me, no big deal. And works as in, if it benefits me, not pass right. fail, right? Like if it just benefits you and your, and your being, then great. If it doesn't, no big deal. Um, and at least I could say I tried it, right? The whole part of like showing up, you might as well show up. That's half the battle. Yep. Um, exactly. So. And do everything that you can do that, that exactly works for you. And that it's not measured in pass fail. It's measured in your well being. So I love that you said yeah. that. Um, all right, Eric, this is for you. Uh, what's one thing that they don't tell you about being with someone in the field of ABA or education, like that maybe you would have wanted to know back then? I guess the one thing that they, they didn't tell you, and they didn't tell me because I didn't know anything about it, <laughs> um, <laughs> was, um, and, and I've said this a few times, it's just like how all-encompassing ABA is oh, right. just in in life, life. Yeah. and you know constantly you know we're walking through the grocery store we're you know with our niece playing in the backyard or oh, i'm yeah. you know cleaning <laughs> up and it's always like and i'm always and saying I'm, things like she's always analyzing the behavior which i think is is great as we're taking the test but i hope <laughs> like, we kind of like you know we're done studying so let's uh, save that for work <laughs> um, but i think that's like um, so that's a, the, the funny piece of it, but also, you know, looking back, it's like, well, through life, through school, through dating Jacqueline, through getting married, it's like all these, these principles have been a part of just life. And it's like, you, you, nobody ever pinpoints that as like, that's ABA and that's, you know, pretty uh, amazing. And I think if, if you were in elementary school or, you know, going through, through school and someone pointed out like, you know, your behavior is this way because of X, Y, or Z, or we can modify behavior based on, on this. Like, I think that would be empowering to some kids. I think some kids could handle that to say, like, okay, like I'm acting this way for a reason and I can change my behavior, you know, through, through this practice. I think that would be super interesting. And I don't think anybody, at least that I know, um, outside of the ABA world kind of recognizes that. That's cool. I like that. Um, it's a newsflash. It's only going to get worse when she becomes a BCBA. <laughs> yeah, so right? Just be prepared. Um, Our final question, we always like to kind of finish it with, knowing everything that you know now through this process, what's the one thing that you learned about yourself? So just pulling yourself out of the whole ABA piece, throughout this journey, what have you learned about yourself that you'll be able to kind of understand and kind of take with you moving forward? For me, it's resilience. I never thought I would be as resilient as I am emotionally, right, through this. Um, like I mentioned, I always felt like I, I achieved a lot of goals in life and it always came pretty, I don't want to say easy because I worked hard, right, but it always came pretty you know, quickly and, and, and through the process, like I checked off those boxes. And the second it didn't, I thought previous me thought I, it would just be like, mm, that's it. I give up. I crumble. I can't handle it. I won't be able to do it. 
And I think I've learned that emotionally that, and I can, I can handle like a little bit of setback. I guess I didn't think I was strong enough to not like even just, you know, just, just through everything. So I think, I hope that I can take that, you know, the pandemic was hard. Um, totally. So on, you know, specifically I had, a, I had a tough time during that pandemic, the pandemic, which I know is still happening, but, um, but I definitely think that I'm, I'm way more resilient. I'm way more forgiving of my own, you know, like thoughts, right. And emotions. And I, Definitely think, you know, that's something I hope to continue to practice, you know, moving forward in, in every aspect of life. And I'm super proud of you for that. Thanks. Um, so about myself, I, I think, like I said early on, like this ABA journey has been a, a part of huge milestones in our life. So moving in together and me relocating to a different state and, you know, getting a new job and us, you know, getting married and engaged and buying a house, all these things. So I think I would have learned through this process about being a good partner, but I think the ABA journey, mainly because it's just a, has been a constant part of our life through all these changes has really taught me how to be a good partner and a good husband and to be supportive and to, you know, be able to take yourself out of these, you know, very emotional situations somehow and um, to push yourself and to push your partner to, to see the positive in situations that can, you know, be really tough. And it also, you know, reminded me that, you know, Jacqueline's accomplishments are my accomplishments and, and, you know, we're doing this together. And I think that's been really special, um, you know, during huge milestones in our life, this will be another huge milestone when we accomplish this. Definitely. I love, oh my gosh, I love that. And I love how you're like, I'm proud of you for that. It's like, oh my gosh, so sweet. Um, but Jack, I just want to say, I just want to like end it on this, that like your resilience, like I'm glad that you see that about yourself right now. Because when I was going through what you are going through now, I did not see that about myself. I was so stuck in this mindset mm-hmm. and life could not move on until this was checked off until this was Mm -hmm. done. And so the fact that you see this about yourself right now is so incredible and powerful. And this is your story. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is going to have the same story as, as you, you know, exactly the same, but I feel like there's so many people who relate to you and who are going through their own version of what you're going through. And you are going to be just incredibly like stronger from this. And when you have those four letters behind your name, you will always respect that. And you will always be like, you know, telling your kids like, this is what I had to do in order to get this. And, you know, I'm not sure if, if you guys ever have children or ever want children, and even your students, like you are passing this down to the next generation and to um, people who just relate to this this journey, like anybody, anybody. So um, I, think I thank I, you for that, Marissa, yeah. because it, it it's nice kind of, you know, it. I say these things, right? And I'm like, oh, I have to like believe it, right? And like hearing it from you, it, it kind of validates that like, yeah, it, I, I am really trying hard because 
in the beginning, right, I was stuck and I was saying I can't move on with certain things in my life because this is not checked off. And I think some days I still do feel that way, right? Eric's nodding, like, yeah. But then I also try, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> but I am, I think what's different now is that I'm actively trying to think of it in the way that you mentioned, right? I, I wasn't actively trying before. I was just okay with being stuck. And, and I didn't want to try to look forward and, and see it as a positive or something that we could learn from. And I think that I'm, I'm doing that more now. And I think that um, it is, is definitely going to be something that, you know, like I said, I'm an educator. I love teaching. I want to be able to teach this to others and, and not, not the content, right? The journey of it. So I think that um, I think that that's hopefully going to be something that continues to be part of my why, right? I wrote down my why. I wrote down my affirmations of why I want to be CBA, why I'm still going through this. And that's, that's a part of it because um, literally I have my affirmations here. Like I have faith in what is going to be best for me. And I, that's, that's what I, that's what I think is best for me right now is that I continue to work towards this. So and you have somebody that is pushing you to look at not only your now, but like your future and, yeah. and taking you out of the now. So I think that like, that's so powerful and that's so good. And um, I think, yeah, like, thank you, Eric, for being Jacqueline's ABA partner and um, you know, all the ABA partners, they have such a the important role. And I think that that's why we made this podcast is to highlight your voices and to really get your side of things and understand that you have such an important role. And I love that, you know, your victories are our victories and vice versa. So, yeah. And I love how you're also, your podcast also talks about it's mothers, it's sisters, it's brothers. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a boyfriend or a husband. Nope. That's your partner, right? For sure. um, I have to give a shout out to my mom too, because my mom is one of, of another very strong ABA partner with me that goes through the ups and downs with me and Eric, right? And is that other voice for me. Um, so to have multiple, like we kind of talked about that community, multiple people in your circle cheering you on and having different um, viewpoints is, is super, is super beneficial. And, and you, and I got to come, I have to come back when I have my four letters, right? Like yes. I'm, I'm invited back me. when I, we'll bring Nina. Got the, we would love. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nina would love it. She's just getting into podcasts now, but she would love it. Love and when it. I have those four letters, I'm going to have to do a little quick, you know, so yeah. celebratory something on this thing. <laughs> we would love that. We would absolutely love that. But, um, Amazing. Thank you guys so much. And Thank you had such a good time. Yeah. yeah I, I just want to shout out Eric. He's like a wise wizard, you know? For like, sure. Yeah. I'm Canada. like so impressed. And like, if you want to support me in my journey too, <laughs> like I'm down. I swear you dropping some nuggets where I was just like, my God, like I, I wish I could think like that, you know? Right. And so it was just, such here, yeah, he's here for, for us all. Yes. Yeah. Is, for real. Is his, he, he happy to, happy to support the local ABA community. Coast to coast, baby. Coast to coast. Yes. So for our final segment, we have a mailbag question. All right. This is from 
Danielle Lapiri. Is that right? I hope so. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Um, what did you do to make sure you made time for each other? Hmm. I would say what I did, I think it was really similar to, to what Eric has said, is just to take Marissa out of the the test taking environment like back then she was living in Hawaii so it was like awesome I was <laughs> traveling from LA to Hawaii like pretty regularly and I would like there's so many things to do and so it was pretty easy back then we'd yeah. go out to a lot of dinners like a lot of like activities I love to eat and so I was like really forcing Marissa to try all kinds of different things I think that's the thing that I really did was I really challenged Marissa like to the point where she was like uncomfortable with things <laughs> and it, I forced her to like try new things or watch new different types of movies or, you know, um, you know, just anything that would make her uncomfortable. Cause I think it really stretched her with the exam and you're, you're the most present when you're uncomfortable, right? It's because yeah. you have to focus on the current moment. How am I going to get past this? Cause I'm so anxious or uncomfortable right mm -hmm. now. And so I think that that was kind of the big thing for me was, you know, making time for Marissa was always, how do we stretch her and how do we make her as uncomfortable as possible? Um, so that she doesn't think about the test, right? Anytime yeah. that we're out doing something, it's time not thinking about the test. And, and I thought that that was super important at the time. I, we are, I would say, like, again, we're so common because we love to eat, too. We are foodies. <laughs> we are always, like, right? How many times during let's say, this? Let's, whole... let's go go to another restaurant yeah. or, or, like, make up an errand. It's like we have to go back to the grocery store to pick up something. Like, we need to go to the hardware store. we got to run by your mom. Like, just to, like, get out of the house and yeah. break away for even just a short time. Well, that's a good point. We bought a house right before the pandemic started and, like, when I first started studying – so there was always like, oh, let's take down the bathroom wallpaper today. <laughs> like, let's like, come up with some other chore to like yeah. give us something else to fill the time in our day. Otherwise, it's going to be committed to either thinking about the test unproductively or we're going to be studying. So. Right, right. And it's also like I tend, like as you can tell from this, I tend to just like continue to talk about it. So I'm like, okay, so if I take the test again, like I don't, like he was really good at being like, okay, like we're not talking about it right now. Like let's take that break and let's talk about like, I don't know, a show or yeah. something funny that happened at work or how so-and-so doing or – or let's go get yeah, yeah. Any chance for Eric to go get a scoop of ice cream is is a win. It's always good. Yeah, I think for me, um, I mean, I think we have similar question or uh, answers. I'm sorry, but I think that Alex and I are really a different type of couple. Like we are friends and goofy as hell with one another, which I'm sure a lot of couples. But like we're extra weird. I feel like we're. <laughs> Extra you bring a different level of weird. We're I would like to challenge your level of weird because we're pretty weird too. We will send you a video. We will not be sending anything to anybody. <laughs> I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Judge free, judge free. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like he just gets me out of my head because he's a, a goof and I'm a goof too. And he has this joke that he's like, remember when you were so serious before you met me? And I'm like, bro, <laughs> you, you didn't even know. But 
I secretly think that, yeah, we bring out a different side of each other. Very goofy, very funny. That's awesome. Lighthearted. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So that was our final segment. Thank you guys again for coming. We had so much fun. and We loved it too. I feel like this is like – felt like it was like just conversation like and like, you know, hanging out, which is great. And we are sending you all of the – best vibes to pass this test yes. just know I will that take there is so much support <laughs> you know from us and everyone you know that knows you you know and and i think this is your time yeah you know i think that's so powerful for you to understand that mm-hmm. this is your time you i know? love that i'm taking it it was so good awesome thank you guys so much and we're all rooting for you and until next time bye